Hola and welcome to Learn Spanish from Scratch. This podcast is for you if what you want is to be able to speak in Spanish, to use the language. My name is Raquel. I'm a coach and expert in Spanish teaching and I've helped thousands of students to speak Spanish confidently. My obsession is to share with you the best strategies, daily motivation and resources so you can as well speak with confidence. Because after all, that's what a language is for, right? Communication before perfection. Ready to unleash your Spanish fluency? ¡Empezamos! Hola amigo, amiga, I'm Raquel, Spanish specialist and coach. And today we are going to explore a fundamental topic for beginners, the placement of adjectives in Spanish. And stay until the end because you are going to discover very important key strategies to know when to place an adjective before or after the noun. This episode is a gem and I'm not saying it because this is my podcast, okay? So listen until the end. Let's get started. So let's talk about the first big, huge difference between adjectives in English and adjectives in Spanish. Please keep in mind, we are only talking about descriptive adjectives, okay? Descriptive adjectives are pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> They are adjectives that describe a noun, like the colors, for example, right? Colors are descriptive adjectives. For example, the red dress, what color is the dress? Red, right? So, the word, the adjective red describes the dress, which is a noun. So, red is a descriptive adjective. Are you with me? Okay, <laughs> great. In Spanish, the word for red is rojo and the word for dress is vestido. So, in Spanish, what do you think is correct? El vestido rojo or el rojo vestido? El vestido rojo. In Spanish, as a general rule, instead of placing the descriptive adjectives before the noun, they describe, like you do in English, we place the, the adjectives after the noun they describe, unless there is a specific reason not to. So the correct sentence would be el vestido rojo. The adjective goes after the noun, okay? That's how it works in Spanish. We basically say the dress red, right? In Spanish, by default, descriptive adjectives go after the noun they describe. The word for blue in Spanish is azul, so the blue dress would be el vestido azul. Again, the adjective in Spanish goes after the noun. Let's practice a little bit. So, for example, the word for book is libro and the word for boring is aburrido. How do you say a boring book in Spanish? Un libro aburrido. Un libro aburrido. See how we place the adjective aburrido after libro? Okay, next one. Um, the word for film is película and the word for interesting is interesante. So how do you say an interesting film? Una película interesante. Una película interesante. Well done. See how we place the adjective interesante after the noun película? Whereas in English we say an interesting film. In Spanish is the other way round. Una película interesante. 
Now, I remind you that this only applies to descriptive adjectives. But watch out because there are some interesting exceptions. To understand these exceptions, we are going to dive uh, we are going to divide um, descriptive adjectives between restrictive and non-restrictive adjectives. Restrictive adjectives go after the noun, as we have learned, and non-restrictive adjectives come before. Most descriptive adjectives are restrictive adjectives. That's why I said that as a general rule, adjectives go after the noun. But let's understand the logic behind this. When a descriptive adjective is restrictive, it's telling us more about the type of noun the speaking is talking about. The speaker, sorry, the speaker is talking about said uh, another way. When a descriptive adjective restricts the story to a certain type of noun, it is restrictive. For example, Marta buys a blue car. In Spanish, we would say Marta compra un coche azul. The word azul goes after the noun coche. Okay, because it tells us more about the type of car that Marta buys. There are red cars, yellow cars, white cars. So a blue car is just one type of car. And the word azul tells us more about the type of car that Marta buys. It restricts the story to a certain type of noun and car, right? So in this context, azul is considered restrictive and thus goes after the noun, after coche. Un coche azul. Okay, now... What are non-restrictive adjectives then, Raquel? They are adjectives that don't tell us more about the type of noun the speaker is talking about. Non-restrictive adjectives are adjectives that don't restrict the story to a certain type of noun, and that's the theory. But in real life, it doesn't seem as easy to pinpoint as it looks. So the, to be more specific, when we place an adjective before the noun, we do it for one of the following three reasons or a mixture of them. Number one, to express an opinion of the noun that follows. Number two, to emphasize some characteristics of the noun that follows. Or number three, to make the, the story more emotional or dramatic. For example, the beautiful sun. Usually when we say the beautiful sun in English, in Spanish we'd say el bonito sol or el hermoso sol. Sun is el sol in Spanish. Then bonito and hermoso are two common ways to say beautiful or pretty. The descriptive adjectives bonito and hermoso would go before sol because the speaker didn't use beautiful to tell us more about the type of sun they are talking about or to restrict the story to a certain type of sun. They added beautiful to express their opinion of the sun. So it can be reason number one to express an opinion. They put the adjective hermoso before the noun sol. It also can be reason number two. Uh, the speaker is emphasizing that the sun is beautiful, right? Uh, and it also can be reason number three, because perhaps the speaker added beautiful to make the story more dramatic or emotional. So in this case, it could be all three reasons, okay? To express an opinion, to emphasize the, sun, the sun's beauty, and to make the story or what I'm saying more emotional or dramatic. And it often works like that with non-restrictive adjectives. Perfecto. So, uh, one last example to compare restrictive and non-restrictive adjectives. For example, let's take the sentence eh, my young friend. In Spanish, it can be mi joven amigo or mi amigo joven. 
what's the difference? With Joven before Amigo, it implies more that the speaker is talking about their friend who is young, and they might be emphasizing that he is young and naive, for example. But with Joven after the noun, it implies more that the speaker is talking about their young friend as opposed to their older friends. See? In the sentence, mi, mi joven amigo, the speaker expresses an opinion. The emphasis is on a characteristic of their friend and makes the story, maybe, more emotional or dramatic. Joven is non-restrictive here, which is why it goes before the noun, mi joven amigo. But then, in the sentence, mi amigo joven, joven tells us more about the type of friend the speaker is talking about. It's it restricts the story to a specific type of friend, a young friend. Joven is restrictive here, which is why it now goes after the noun. Mi amigo joven. See? The tricky part is restrictive and non-restrictive are not necessarily mutually exclusive roles. A lot of times there is a way to look at an adjective as restrictive and as non-restrictive, even in the same context. When this happens, it comes down to the main message or the primary purpose of the adjective or just as a way to make the sentence sound better, such as in newspapers, poetry or songs. We can have a specific intention with words to make them rhyme, to emphasize things, etc. So what I want you to take from today's episode is number one that most descriptive adjectives will be most of the time restrictive and like the colors and they will be placed after the noun una casa bonita they will tell us more about the story they will restrict the meaning for example there are ugly houses so una casa bonita a beautiful house is restricting the story and talking about a specific noun a beautiful house una casa bonita number two sometimes and only sometimes, this is the exception, not the rule. The rule is number one. So number two, sometimes we place descriptive adjectives before the noun when they are non-restrictive. For example, if I say una bonita casa, then I'm giving an opinion. I'm expressing that I think that my friend's house, for example, is beautiful. I'm visiting his house and I want to give him a compliment. So I say una bonita casa, a beautiful house. Okay, perfecto. So, um, remember that most of the time adjectives are restrictive and are placed after the noun, okay? When you are doing the talking, just follow the patterns we have talked about. If the adjective's primary purpose is to add an opinion, an emphasis or an emotion, put it before the noun. And if the adjective's primary purpose is to differentiate between different types of nouns, put it after the noun. Easy peasy. And what happens when somebody else is doing the talking or you are reading, uh, the key is, amigo, amiga, don't freak out if you don't immediately see why they put an adjective before or after a noun. Look for the stuff we have been talking about. Um, and when a descriptive adjective is non-restrictive, it gives us subjective information. And when the adjective goes after, it normally gives us more objective information, okay? But after that, don't get stuck on anything. Remember, the placement of the adjective is somewhat subjective and always open to poetic licenses. 
And number three, and this is very important. This is very important. It's good to know this difference and learn grammar and understand the reasons behind how a language is configured and structured. But, but this never replaces the practice, the speaking and the listening to internalize all this and be able to speak naturally and place the adjective in the correct place in a real conversation. That's why in my course Grammar Buddy, <laughs> which is kind of the grammar bible for Spanish, uh, we learn all this also by being exposed to loads of examples and you are encouraged to practice with different activities. Okay, because amigo, amiga, the best way to learn a language is by seeing many examples and practicing a lot, okay? You'll master this difference between restrictive and non-restrictive adjectives with examples and practice using human logic, okay? Not by making an intellectual effort now to understand everything and classify everything in your brain because many things will not make complete sense until you see many examples and practice it many times as everything, okay? Um, and uh, what was I going to say? Yes, I hope you enjoyed today's episode and that you know more today than yesterday about adjective placement in Spanish. Remember to practice a lot to make it more natural. If you enjoyed this video, give it a like and subscribe for more Spanish lessons. And if you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please give it a five star rating if you found it helpful because it helps me a lot and makes me feel very happy. Okay, speak soon. Hablamos pronto. Thanks for listening to Learn Spanish from Scratch. Would you like to speak confident Spanish fast? Get my free five-day audio training with free lessons and the exact strategies to become conversational this year. Go to thespanishtribe.com and get this audio training for believe in communication before perfection then subscribe now to make sure you don't miss anything and if you enjoyed this episode leave a review and make me super happy speak soon hablamos pronto